0: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency,
1: a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on
0: Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg.
1: doesn't cost you a thing so pay us a visit indypolitics.org it's where smart hoosiers get their news the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz today's program is made possible by the kevin kersey agency and now here's your host rob kendall
0: Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us with us, our good friend, Superintendent of Brownsburg Schools, Dr. Jim Snap. Dr. Snap, how are you?
1: I'm wonderful, Rob. School's almost over. Uh, for the students, it is. Yes, indeed. <laughs>
0: Step over for you. No, I have a. We call this a moment of personal privilege in the uh, radio industry. Absolutely. Uh, so I went to IUPUI's graduation uh, yesterday or whatever, Sunday, okay. Sunday Mother's Day. And uh, that's a long thing. By the way, great job on being like an hour uh, and a half in and out. Yeah, Mr.
1: DeGay takes great pride in an hour, hour
0: and five minutes. That was, that was, uh, it was like nine hours. Uh-huh. And um, not to say I fell asleep or anything uh-huh. like that, but uh, how do you get to be the commencement speaker at uh, the Brownsburg High School graduation? Because Tamika Catchings did it. I thought I'd be really good at that. How, how do you pick the commencement speaker? Well,
1: a little bit of the story. When I came back as superintendent in 2010, I asked um, who they had to speak. Does the superintendent speak? And they said, no. The, do you want to? And I said, absolutely not. And <laughs> no, one, no one goes to graduation anticipating w- words of wisdom from the superintendent. They want to see their child get their diploma, walk across the stage. But the valedictorian, the salutatorian, and usually another person selected by the class. And so that's what Mr. DeGay keeps them on schedule, and they go through pretty quickly. We don't have a guest speaker. I, th- I think it's a it's about our students. Um, and I understand that some universities and those people want to have somebody important. And to me, it could be great to listen to. But ours is just really focused on that. And you know that she has uh, some family that go to Brownsburg Community Oh, really? Schools. Absolutely, yeah. She was
0: really interesting. I didn't know much about her, but I really enjoyed the... Uh really enjoyed her speech. And then McRobbie got up there and took veiled to shots at Trump. And then I had to tweet bad about the IPY graduation. But anyway, you guys are almost done. Uh, let's start with this. The school funding formula has come out. Are you pretty happy with how Brownsburg ended up?
1: Uh, I, we ended up better than the state average. Uh, and I think that everyone always wants the max, you know, the, the state uh, projection for an economy came in about $330 million more than anticipated. Uh, the state put most of that into their rainy day fund. They're about $2 billion That sounds like a lot, but on their budget, it's really not as much. And so we, I think all... Uh, public agencies would like to see a little bit more of that surplus kind of doled out, but we certainly understand that and, and we will make do. I will I will tell you our biggest concern is opening a new school and staffing a new school. That's going to add about $1.3 million to our payroll and about 35 or 40 new staff members in that building. We'll be able to juggle some teachers around, but it doesn't ever work out precisely. So we've got to kind of weather the storm the next couple of years, and I think things will be pretty modest as far as our entire staff, but I they understand what we're doing.
0: So Avon's really upset because you guys did better than Avon. How does oh, that so work? what else is new? Don't we always
1: do better than <laughs> Avon? <laughs> so
0: Avon's really upset. You would think like Brownsburg and Avon. If is getting an increase, Avon, getting, you guys just got a better in the, at the state house. Or well, I,
1: I, a lot of that is and when you see the, the formula, it's always inflated because they always say they always include the increase of students. They anticipate you growing, which I understand that they have to make a budget based on anticipated growth. That makes perfect sense. But um, I think they have us growing a bit more than Avon. I think that helps. And then there are some other factors that go in in that complex formula. But yeah, we did a little bit better than Avon. Uh,
0: speaking of construction or, or go, moving forward, um, you guys guys... guys are getting ready for a big Big expansion. We've talked about this several times and you've been on the show. Um, tell us about what we're going to see this summer. I know a lot is going to get, a lot of dirt's going to get moving. Uh,
1: if you have a, a car around that area, I'm sure there's going to be some dust in the air as we move <laughs> along, as as has it been over at Lincoln Elementary. Uh, we did have that really wet week a few weeks ago, but our folks were ahead of schedule, so we're right on time with that. That's most important because that has to happen in July of 2018. That school has to be ready to go, and it, it will be. The high school we're going to start seeing uh, is a little bit more significant difference. We'll have 22 uh, refurbished classrooms when school starts in July. Then at uh, winter break, we'll add another 33 classrooms refurbished to that. So we're moving along. The I think the real bulk that we're going to see is a year from now when we start tearing that co- old core out, which is the old auditorium house where people sit, and then also the back that was in 1971, the wood shop, the auto shop, the small engine repair, all that comes down. Mr. Jackson's home will disappear, okay. right? Uh, uh, yes, and, and Claude might be a longtime listener on the show, so uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it was interesting, I was doing a political uh, work last year, and I was walking out to doors, and went to Mr. Slack's house. So oh, okay. Very, and it's really cool to see the people that were educators when you were were in the in the building.
1: Yeah, and I so appreciate uh, so many of our um, staff members live in Brownsburg because they value the education. They love the town and all the amenities that it offers. And it's nice whether you see them in the store. And I, I'll get questions from colleagues about... Well, do you like living there? Absolutely. I love living there. I love bumping into people and having those informal conversations.
0: Again, our guest, Dr. Jim Snap, superintendent of Brownsburg Schools. All right, everybody step back. I'm going to spend the next several minutes telling Dr. Snap what a good job he's done. <laughs> um, so I had a conversation yesterday with a realtor, and uh, I'm out of the political game now locally, so I don't know as much as I used to, but we were talking about Brownsburg and Avon. And again, we love Avon. They're very <laughs> wonderful. But he said, if you, if you have to choose between Brownsburg and Avon, he said, everybody's choosing. Using brownsburg now and i said well, well why is that he said two reasons and we both get credit for this he said the schools are the reputation of the schools are so great and the fact that the taxes are so low now is making brownsburg a destination he said i literally can't keep houses in my inventory and you deserve a big big part of the credit with that on both ends now I, for the schools and the tax rate
1: well i i think so and, and of course your work on the council um you know four-year run of not raising the tax rate and, and that's a complex formula where there can be more money but the rate can go down um, we're uh, very fortunate with our assessed value continuing continuing to grow and I think people understand that but w- if you have a home now and you're ready to retire now's a great time to sell it because uh, we're hearing that homes are shown seven times before noon and five full price and overpriced offers so there's just not the inventory and they can't build them fast enough
0: and Brownsburg was the third fastest growing municipality in the state last year does that give you pause as a superintendent because? You have to have somewhere for these
1: kids to go. Um, I think it's really kind of a mixed bag. Why we're excited about the growth and the tension that we're getting, whether it's the town or the schools, I think it speaks very positively about us. Um, we do need a place for them. Uh, and then it's also the unknown. Are we going to have 150? Are we going to have 250? or we going to have 350? Back in the early 2000s, Browns were grew by 425 kids in a single year. And that's really difficult to staff for. Um, but we're, we've, we've got some experience with these numbers in this range. We'll We'll have to see what the fall brings us one
0: of the other things that was interesting to me and i talked about this on wibc last week was or i guess two weeks ago now there were several referendums across the state that passed eight of ten in fact passed and i actually said i said thank goodness Brownsburg did it the right way. And it's really interesting to see how you guys were able to come up with the ability to do all this growth without raising anybody's
1: taxes. Well, I, I thank you. And, and it's been a lot of hard work. And I, we don't have the staff, but we have good people and they work hard. And so that's why we're, I think, able to perform uh, and uh, better than some of those other districts that had to have a referendum. We're very lean, uh, but i I'm proud of that. I think that's. I think you can't have a great school system with wonderful class sizes, high performing, not be top heavy in administration. We were down from 2010, we're down about four administrators, and we've grown about 1,500 students. Well, how have you done that? Well, we've got good people doing what they're supposed to do in the right spots, and teachers are keeping the kids engaged in the classroom. So I don't know that there are too many places that have grown that much that have reduced administrators. All
0: right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Sam Muncie School is going through something that is Never been seen before. I'm going to ask Dr. Snap about this and see how we make sure it doesn't happen. In Brownsburg, you're listening to Central Indiana today.
1: Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page.
0: Participate in global diplomacy and bring the world to the Hoosier State and your home. AUSA is a top-tier nonprofit agency that matches exceptional high school students with qualified host families for a rewarding exchange experience that cultivates leadership skills, develops intercultural awareness, and enhances local families and communities. For more information about hosting a student or studying abroad, visit www.ayusa.org. That's www.ayusa.org. Or call 415 415- 415 That's 415-231-3871. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9,
1: progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, along with Brownsburg School Superintendent, Dr. Jim Snap. When do you take vacation? Like, school ends here in a couple weeks? Do you go somewhere? What do you do?
1: Hey, when you work in Brownsburg, every day is a vacation, Rob. (laughs) Um, No, we will. uh, My son's getting married this summer, so we'll slip away for a few days. But I I normally get away a week in the summer, and then a few days during those extended breaks in the fall, winter, and and spring, just for a few days. uh, My wife is also in education, so our schedules have to match to get that. But I recharge. My batteries love working outside and doing those things.
0: I was watching a, or listening to a documentary on Rock Hudson the other day, not to compare you to Rock Hudson, but they said Rock Hudson used to go to Lexington, Kentucky, like to get away because he was so visible everywhere he was in the community of Brownsburg. You're such a visible person. Is it hard, like, to go out because everybody probably wants to come up to you and complain about something? Right?
1: Um, no. I, I, in fact, I think most people really honor my my time and and typically will say hi and are cordial whether I'm in the at Walmart or uh, see a lot of people at church or those places. So I don't mind that. If I, I that bothered me, I would do things outside of the community. Um, but no, that doesn't bother me at all um, I, th- I think that helps us stay in touch I mean everybody has my phone number I think in town and they're wel- welcome very to call brave of te- you t- well uh, welcome to call or text well I, I work for them yeah. I mean that's that's the whole point and so uh, I think a lot of times it's just about the communication and have a better understanding of where we're going
0: now you also deserve praise because I'm one of the few people who probably studies the back of a property tax bill it's very interesting to me by the way the state being very awful this year with the changes to the homestead credit um, but your tax rate went down
1: yeah not not by as much as we would like but we're on a, uh, a we have a commitment to reduce that uh, and I think if we continue to make the decisions and have the growth that we're having and those things go hand in hand make good decisions and continue to have that growth so the overall tax base grows I don't see uh, our tax rate going up I really don't
0: well it's a huge part of why brownsburg's doing so well and it was interesting you were at the town council meeting last night for a different issue but there was a big housing issue after you left and we were kind of joking back mm-hmm. and forth about it do you start paying attention more to that stuff now than than maybe used to when you started because all all that stuff affects what you guys can do
1: it it does i we don't want to weigh too much in on the type of homes that's the towns and, and town, counties decision we look at the number of kids that will bring to us and those type of things it's interesting to hear uh, oftentimes there's not a right or wrong to an issue it's just a uh, you know who is the decider and th- those things and so that's what we were they were talking about last night and so it's interesting to hear the different perspectives and i think that's to, to disagree reasonably uh, is a good way to, to approach those situations. But, you know, it was very interesting indeed.
0: Um, okay, so there's a big issue going on in Muncie, and it's interesting that we talk about it here because it's school funding and it affects a whole lot of things. Muncie was essentially taken over by the state of Indiana, Muncie schools. And I'm curious, as a superintendent, that probably gives you a lot of pause where the state just comes in and says, we think the local school board's too stupid, we think those voters are too stupid, we're coming in, we're taking over.
1: Um... I think that's an interesting position. I don't think that... Um, You're more dip, much more diplomatic uh, than I am. About well, I, I, I think sometimes uh, I'm not for state takeovers, but if people can't take care of their children in the right way and they can't make wise decisions, at what point in time do you let children be penalized by that? Uh, Muncie is hemorrhaging students that are leaving to Delaware County schools and droves because they have open enrollment. That district has 5,500 students It wasn't in one one. High school of about 16, 1700 kids. It wasn't that long ago, Rob, when they had three high schools with 1800s each each uh in each of those high schools and so i what do you do do you let them run themselves into the ground i think some might advocate for kind of a laissez-faire approach who's hurt in that the people the superintendent still drawing a paycheck the people are elected to the board the kids are really the the casualties of that bad decision and so i hope that the state can get in there and get them going in the the right direction
0: to me it's just so hypocritical though because like an article came out in indy star that tim brown who's the ways and means guy like his schools didn't make their payments either and had to had to basically take on debt it's like so many of these schools go through this how do you decide and who's the arbiter of you're out
1: yeah i think that there's a kind of a tier gary's and far worse shape than Muncie, although I think Muncie, for some odd reasons, trying to catch Gary is the <laughs> worst financial situation in the state of Indiana. I think in most other cases, you kind of see blips of a bad decision of a, maybe a superintendent or board or a business person at some point in time didn't make the wisest decision. But for the most part, uh, w- there are good stewards of taxpayers in the other 289 school districts across the state of Indiana.
0: Muncie also, a story yesterday that broke, is that Muncie has so much debt basically that all of their rest- Revenue That's coming in is going to go to debt and none of it's going to go to what they what they uh, basically can new construction or upkeep of facilities or school buses. that has got to be a pretty devastating position to be in as a as an administrator.
1: Well, I, I think so, too. And the hole must be so deep there that they really don't have any choices. And so what people are saying is. Why would I want to drive my child to a school that's not performing well when I could drive them out to Yorktown or Delta or West Dell or Wapahani or Cowan, one of the other nearby schools, and and Delville and send them there?
0: Uh, It's a really, and and I'm sure you've known this for a very long time, being a superintendent, but it was shocking for me being in public service. Once you get on, the, the, in my case, the town council, you realize, oh, you're really playing for keeps now, like the platitudes and the campaign speeches. And I think the president's even learning this right now. It's such a high pressure is not the right word, but it's such a uh, highly important thing because you have the ability with the stroke of a pen or a vote to really screw up people's lives.
1: I I, you do. Um, And certainly we make employment decisions and decisions about kids and those things all the time. I think where I it makes it easier is that we have some core principles that we believe about how we treat people and the decisions we make. And if you stick to those core principles, the decisions, you don't have to, what am I going to do in this situation? You know what your core beliefs are and they guide your leadership.
0: Uh, all right. As we wind down here, um, let's talk about summer school.
1: Do they still have summer school? We, we still do. Uh, it's not as extensive as it used to be. I think that's probably been the, the, the trend over the years and state funding and those things. Um, so we will take students in kindergarten through third grade that are, um, uh, behind where they probably need to be. And so we'll give them some intensive help in the summer. Then at the high school, what we'll do are students that were in that 50 to 59 range, so 60 being passing, um, they can come back and re-earn that credit. So let's say I just barely failed the class. I can come back and make the assignments, demonstrate that I my learning and those things to get a passing grade so I don't have to sit through an entire semester or entire year of the class when I was just a test or so away, right? And so that that's that's really helped us. It's helped our, uh, keep our students on track towards graduation.
0: It, so it's not the way it used to be. Where we're like, hey, Kendall wants to take this class, and it's easier as sophomore year to do whatever in the summer. Uh, You can take that class.
1: No, you, these are basically continuations of ongoing classes. I know that Brownsburg historically had a pretty exciting summer PE program, for example. (laughs) Or, or you know, I don't even know if if they have done away with school driver's ed by the time you that used to be what we did in the summer with school driver's ed. We don't even offer that anymore, so it's not even an option. It's not even an option. So, a lot of those things have kind of changed back into the school day just because of funding issues.
0: Man, I poor Mr. Visa had to put up with me at driver's ed, it was terrible. I felt so bad for that guy. So no more driver's ed, no more easy summer classes. And as you said, that's probably a reality of school funding decisions and circuit breakers and things like that.
1: Well, a, a little bit too. And I think there's also some privatization that makes sense. Does it, is it better to outsource driver's ed and and probably pay 15 to $20 an hour when some teachers during driver's ed were making way more than that? And so I, I think there are some, sometimes that privatization makes good financial sense for taxpayers. And I think you have to have good leadership to examine those and make sure you make good decisions where kids don't miss out on services but also uh, taxpayers don't feel that pinch
0: again our guest dr jim snap superintendent of brownsburg schools another big issue that cleared the legislature this year was the expansion of the pre-k program i don't think that's really going to impact brownsburg at all is it
1: no i don't uh i don't they have not identified the additional counties for revenue and so we may see some dollars that way but our preschool program continues to grow once again do you our, like
0: it do you like preschool being a part of the education uh, system
1: i i, do. Um, I, I I wish the state would figure out how it fits in the funding, but I appreciate their kind of go slow, evaluated and determined kind of with the best model. But we have about 350 kids in preschool. Um, About half of those or a little less than half of those are students that are identified with special needs. It could be something as simple as speech that they come and get help during the preschool time, and they're more significant disabilities. And then about a little more than half the students are uh, typical peer kids that come in and are able to model for them and, and get the curriculum they need to be successful in kindergarten.
0: It's one of the things we talk about quite a bit, and I'm going to get kicked out of a lot of my conservative circles if I keep this up, but the reality is that things work well in theory, but they don't work well in reality, which is, hey, should the government be involved in every aspect of education? No, but these kids in these inner cities if they don't have some sort of supervision or somebody giving them an opportunity, they're going to fail and become wards of the state forever. It's not just as simple as the government shouldn't be involved. Somebody has got to help these kids.
1: Well, I, I agree. And I think it needs to be a, a structured program where they can get some skills, whether they're academic skills, social skills, or even work skills that really kind of transition in there um, to kind of break that cycle of poverty and, and those types of things. It is a, a challenge for sh- sure. Uh, and, I, I wish those folks the best because it really is tough for those kids.
0: Dr. Snapp, thanks as always. Great job and look forward to uh, talking to you again uh, here in, ver- in the very near future.
1: Pleasure to always be on the show. Thanks, Rob.
0: More on the way next. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Brownsburg Schools Superintendent Dr. Jim Snap for stopping by to chat with us. And, you know, we touched on in the interview with Dr. Snap this thing going on with Muncie Schools right now. And we are very fortunate uh, in Brownsburg and Hendricks County, and really for the most part throughout Central Indiana, that we don't have to deal with with anything like that because that is a very very serious issue and uh talked about it last night I was a guest host on WIBC and we talked about this and and uh, was asked how long I thought it would take Muncie to recover from this and this is an issue that could be a generational thing um where it takes an, an entire generation of kids that, are gonna, that live in Muncie that are going to have to experience uh, a whole lot of discomfort and pain in their education, and that's a really, really bad thing. So, you know, anytime we've seen a lot of battles over the past few years in Hendricks County over referendums and things of that nature. Um, at the end of the day, though, it could be much worse, and even a divided community, it's a community with a whole lot of advantages compared to uh, places like Muncie. So it's always important to keep that in mind when you think about your education in Hendricks County. Also wanted to touch real quick on my relationship with Dr. Snap, and it's it's been an interesting one for people who have followed my political career and, and followed Brownsburg for the past... Five or six years. And it's one that really has a good ending to it. And it's an ending that's really benefited um, the community of Brownsburg. It's no secret that Dr. Snap and I, during my time on the town council, uh, we disagreed on a whole lot of things related to tax increment finance or annexation or uh, the referendum. And, you know, sometimes in a community, a community that's going through a whole lot of changes, as Brownsburg was and is. you got to change the way you do business, and, and that's a shock to a whole lot of people. And to Dr. Snap's credit, and the school corporation's credit, once the community spoke, and I think the community speaks in many different ways. They speak at the ballot box, via elections, and this community spoke in two different types of elections. They spoke on elections of office holders for the town council, but they also spoke on the referendum issue and they said hey low taxes remains very important to us and uh that, that's a history in brownsburg brownsburg folks have voted with their pocketbook have a long standing history of doing that and to dr snap's credit and the school corporation's credit once the community spoke on the referendum issue they came back to the table solved the issue of trying to deal with growth without raising taxes and they deserve a whole lot of credit for that and dr snap and i we get along great now sometimes you got to push each other quite a bit to get to a solution that works for everybody and uh, dr snap deserves a whole bunch of credit Brownsville school is doing very wonderful and uh, they're keeping their taxes low and as we even talked about in the interview actually lowered their tax rate this year so they deserve a lot of credit and it's a great time to be in brownsburg uh despite some of the issues that i talk about quite a bit related to water sewer rate increases and certain things that i don't like it's still still a good time great schools low taxes compared to other communities so uh dr snap deserves credit for his part in that All right, coming up tomorrow, we're going to have a very special guest. We're scheduled to speak with United States Congressman Todd Rikita. Of course, he represents us right here in the 4th Congressional District. And uh, big rumor is he's going to run for United States Senate. So we will talk with Congressman Rikita about some of the big issues in Washington. Boy, there are a whole bunch of them right now (laughs) so we'll try to touch on some of those and you can hear me tonight 9 to 11 p.m i'll be back on wibc guest hosting with jason hammer of the hammer and nigel show so another chance to hear yours truly don't forget if you missed any part of today's show check out the podcast anytime you want we're on soundcloud and itunes just search central indiana today You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. The podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening.